Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Battles, a strength and conditioning coach and the founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism. The Practice Brave Podcast brings you the relatable, trustworthy, and transparent health and fitness information you're looking for when it comes to coaching, being coached, and transitioning through the variables of motherhood and womanhood. If you're a pregnant or postpartum athlete or a coach working with this population, this show is specifically designed for you. All right, let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Practice Brave Podcast. Today, I am going to record an episode for the postpartum athlete because everyone comes to me and is like, Brie, I'm a couple weeks postpartum or I'm going to have my baby next month. I'm like, what do I need to know? What do I need to do? And while I have a bazillion resources and programs and things that can help support you, I know sometimes it just helps to feel like you're having a conversation. So I want to do that with you today. And I'm using my hands like a lot right now because I'm excited to talk about this as your friend. And the same way I would talk to any person I'm directly coaching and any person that I love and care about, okay? So I want to connect with you at that level because when you are postpartum and when you are an athlete and when you are in the trenches of figuring out this new role as a mom, whether it's your first baby or it's your fifth baby, no matter what, this is a transformative season in your life as a woman and as an athlete and as a mom. So I want to connect with you on that. And I want to help give you some guidelines for navigating this season as a new mom, as an athlete, and just as a woman in general, this is a different season in our life. And we have been conditioned to think that, well, I'm going to have the baby and then I'm going to get back to things that I was doing before, whether it was your exercise routine that you were doing before, or maybe trying to get your body back to what it was before. And I want to start this off by saying, you're not going back, girl, you are moving forward. And I want you to believe that. I want you to repeat that until you believe it, because everything that lies ahead is yes, different, but also better than anything that came before, even in the midst of struggle. Even if you're listening to this episode going, do you remember what it's like to not sleep? Like, trust me, I do. And I had a real hard baby and I had a real chill baby. So I feel like I had two totally different postpartum experiences with the very strong personalities of my children and who I was at two different times in my life as a mom and as an athlete and the perspective that I've gained, it was so, so completely different each time because I, I was able to make it a lot different my second time. And that's the wisdom I want to pass on to you, but I want to do it from a place that I'm actually qualified to, which is expressing empathy and understanding. And also from my coach voice, my coach perspective. And, um, you know, I get to help a lot of different people navigate this season and return to doing the things that they want to do in a way that helps their body um, from the inside out feel really good. Because the goal is not just being a badass through pregnancy or getting back to the things you want to do ASAP postpartum. It's about doing it in a way that's going to give you sustainable pelvic health and athletic performance, regardless of what your version of athletic performance is. Okay. So number one, you have a baby. You're like, okay, 
now what? <laughs> like I just had this baby, I'm breastfeeding or I'm formula feeding, or I'm trying to sleep, but that's not working well. And you're in the trenches of those early weeks postpartum and you're not quite sure like what feels good, what feels right. Well, exercise feels right. Exercise usually feels good for my mental health, but your body's not ready for that right now. Okay. And so this is where navigating athlete brain gets really hard because your body or like your, your brain's ready for it, but like your body is not, your body is healing after any other procedure or surgery or injury. We are told, okay, well, you got to rest and then you got to rehab, do these exercises for a certain amount of time. Then we're slowly going to progress you back into doing these things that you want to do. We can see that with professional athletes. And we see that with my 80 year old grandma who, and she needed a shoulder surgery or whatever, right? Like they, there's these protocols that go hand in hand with the recovery process after an event, after something has happened to the human body, except for birth. Like what? That doesn't make sense, right? So you have a baby come out of your vagina or cut out of your abs. And it's like, eh, well, just, you know, you're cleared. It's cool. Just rest a little bit. Maybe listen to your body. You're like, Okay. And well, athletes, we are kind of conditioned to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. There's a lot of confidence there in movement in our bodies. And we're like, well, I'm fine enough. I'm good enough until like, you're not until you're peeing down your leg. When you go on that run until you're like, what's up with my abs? Uh, is this diastasis? Oh my God, diastasis, worst thing ever. And then you spiral down Google and social media mommies. And it is a disaster. I don't want you to be spending your early weeks postpartum, not understanding your body and Googling and feeling really overwhelmed about who do I trust and who do I go to for support. With that, tip number one, you have the baby, you're in the trenches of figuring out what your circumstance is for how your birth went, what that was like. You need somebody on your team. And that person is not just your doctor or your midwife or your doula. You need somebody who understands what your vagina or your abs have just been through. And that means you need to find a pelvic floor physical therapist or physiotherapist in your area. And ideally you would see that person or that practitioner in person, at least for a one-time assessment. I completely understand that all things COVID and just accessibility right now can be really hard. If you live in a rural area, that can be really hard too, to be able to see somebody. If you can pull it off, it is always worth the drive. It is worth the peace of mind to have somebody look at your body, to hear your story, and to give you a couple tips to help you troubleshoot your body so that you can go on and you have a lot more context. This can also be done virtually a lot of times because it really is just asking a ton of questions and getting some feedback, but having an internal assessment in person can really make a big difference. If you're unsure of if that's good for you or what the heck I'm even talking about with this, Listen to, oh God, what episode number was it? Sorry, I'm going to look up what episode I recorded with Carrie Pagliano, who is a pelvic floor physical therapist. And we went through what a visit with a pelvic floor PT looks like. So that was episode five. So you should see that that episode will help you go through and um, understand everything you need to know about what to expect in that kind of visit, why it's important and just take away a lot of the shame and stigma that I think a lot of people experience when they're unsure of their vagina and what actually just happened. Like what the heck just happened to me, right? Um, you might understand birth thoroughly, but you likely, 
like most of us, don't understand the considerations, pregnancy, your delivery, and getting back to the things you want to do without symptoms postpartum. Like it's hard to connect all those dots at an individual level. That's why people like me exist as a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches and just all the resources I've tried to create, but also having a pelvic floor physical therapist on your team to help give you that guidance and context can make a huge difference. So along with that, number two, be mindful of your core and your pelvic floor, but guys don't obsess over it either because I feel like we live in this pendulum swing culture, right? Where you know, there was no, no understanding or awareness of diastasis recti or of incontinence or of pelvic organ prolapse. And then there's an over-obsession now with it because we have more people on social media sharing, which again is great. Hello, I'm part of that. But I then I think people, like it, it gets kind of blown out of proportion a lot of the times. Awareness is good. Obsession is not good. Can we walk that line? Not perfectly. Absolutely not perfectly. But what I don't want is you to be touching your abs every single day going, is it getting better? Or putting a mirror into your vagina going, is that supposed to be there? God, that looks different. Did it look like that before? If you're listening to this episode when you're pregnant, just go ahead and like, just look at your vagina, get some context. Okay. Take a picture, put it somewhere. Not weird, safe, whatever. Like have some context about your body. I really think that's so important for all women. That's an episode for another day, but just getting a little bit more information about your body, being aware of your symptoms. If you have a lot of pain and pressure and you feel like something's falling out of your vagina, or if you're like, dude, something is really wrong with my abs. That's what the consult with the pelvic floor physical therapist will be for to help ease your mind and say, okay, like, yeah, I can see that you have prolapse, but here's what we can do about it. So that way you're not up at 2am nursing your baby and in Facebook groups spiraling. You don't need to do that. Like, I don't want that for you. I don't. And so many of us have been there and it's a really shitty place to be. I don't want that for you. Again, I'm trying to talk to you like you are my friend. You are my friend. If you're listening to this, I feel like we are friends. And if you could see me aggressively moving my arms towards you, I think you'd feel that. But I, what I don't want is for you to feel like you don't have the resources and support and you're just sitting here poking around your body and feeling like, oh my God, something is wrong even if something is wrong, okay? Like I'm a realist. Even if something is wrong, there is so much help and hope for doing the things you want to do, for making significant improvements and for navigating it well, okay? And if you feel overwhelmed with that and you're like, but I don't know, Brie, like, are you sure? Send me a message, okay? Just send me a message. Send me an email and I will, if I cannot help you, with all the stuff that I have or my response, I know somebody who will be able to help you and hold your hand a little bit more and give you the guidance that you're looking for and the assurance. So do not spend all that time Googling and obsessing. Just let your body go through the process it needs to go through with the support that it has. A sub point for both of those with the sub point for consulting with a pelvic floor physical therapist and not obsessing over your abs and badge is to download my free, it's freaking free because I, your life doesn't need to be even more expensive and hard than it already is with a new baby is the six exercises for the first six weeks postpartum because it covers like a, it's like a ton of info that I want you to know similar to this podcast, but it just goes over all the tips that I want you to know about navigating those early weeks, plus some core and pelvic floor, basic, basic, basic. I wouldn't even call them 
exercises. It's really just like rehab and connection that you can do with that part of your body to build a little bit of awareness. Okay. It is only something you need to do when you want to do not meticulously, not like a lot, but these exercises are just there to help your brain connect with that part of your body that has just been through a whole lot, whether again, whether your baby came out of your vagina or was cut out of you, whatever your body's been through a lot. So those movements and that guidance can just help give you a little bit more information. So that's my sub point. Again, it's totally free. So I'm not, I'm not trying to even like sell you anything here. I just, I want you to have that info easily accessible. Okay. So now maybe you're at six or eight weeks. Maybe you have a doctor who wanted to clear you at like four weeks or sometimes even two weeks really depends. I see. I have literally heard it all. You get cleared to exercise. What does that actually mean? That means you get cleared to begin formal rehab. Will you be told that? Likely no. Let's say, well, just kind of take it easy. Listen to your body, uh, like start slow. But there's likely not a whole lot of connection between what the pregnant and then the postpartum body has been through with the kind of delivery it's had with your core and pelvic floor symptoms that you're currently managing or the ones that you don't want to introduce. Okay. And that's why doctors are incredible at what they do, but there is often a disconnect between postpartum exercise guidance and what people actually need to know and do in order to do the kind of exercise that they want to do. So when you're told that you're cleared, that doesn't mean like, Hey, I'm going to go on a three mile run because three miles is easy for me. And I'm going to go squat 135 pounds. Cause that's not that heavy. Like that's not heavy weight. I've done a million reps of that weight. That's no problem. It doesn't matter. Okay. Because even if three miles is super easy for you or 135 pounds on the barbell is super light for you, your body has been through a lot. And that is a lot for your vagina. It's a lot for your vagina and your abs to try to resume activities as normal without a solid foundation for your healing vagina and your healing abs. And if you're like, well, I didn't have a C-section, so I'm probably fine. Or I had a vaginal birth, so I'm, I'm all good. Like it was natural. It was, um, what's, what do people tell me? They say, oh, like I had an uncomplicated birth. No, like there is no such thing as uncomplicated birth. Are you kidding? Like freaking pregnancy and labor and delivery and motherhood. It's all freaking complicated guys. Like your body's in a complicated season, even if things went like, okay. Right. Even if you're not managing like problems, shit is still complicated. So when you're starting to get cleared for exercise, it really means that you're ready to start doing a more formal rehab program. Like I have the postpartum athlete training program. It's an eight week program because that is literally there to help guide that season where you're like, Oh, I don't want to do like boring rehab. I want to do what I want to do. The kind of movement I want to do as an athlete, but you need a bridge to get you there. And that's why I created that program to really help athletes navigate the early weeks and then still prioritize rehab, but do it in a way that felt relatable, fun, where it gives you that dose of like, I'm working out but I'm doing it in a way that's also still safe for the readiness of my body where I'm not going to do harm, right? Because so much of the information I get from athletes is, God, I wish I would have known, or I wish I would have done things differently, or I really did too much too soon. That sentiment I hear all the time. And I've really tried to create a resource to like help with that, to be that bridge between 
when you're just in the early season of trying to get your base and to move into the things that you want to do and that confidence to get there, to know that you've put in the time and the strategy in order to get there. So yeah, that is my eight-week postpartum athlete training program, but doing some sort of bridging program is, is freaking critical, you guys. For You cannot just jump back into your class. Or if you do, you need to be extremely diligent about not doing it as prescribed. And if you want to start running, you do it in a way where you feel like you have, I, I would just really hold off on that because there, there is a process to rebuilding. And if our goal is a lifetime of athleticism, then taking the quality steps to do whatever you can to make that happen is something I think we all need to do as athletes is what can we do now to set ourselves up for this lifetime of athleticism, at least in the variables that we can control and exercise is a variable we have control. There is help. There used to not be help for this. And I got pissed about that. So I created the help. We have the help. I want you to have that resource. Number four, I think. Yeah. So you're doing your rehab and you're trying to get into exercise. You're trying to manage symptoms. You're trying to do things just to feel a little bit more like yourself with your exercise and your overall quality of life. But you're kind of confused. You're like, well, God, I have a diastasis. What should I do? Or I'm trying to start doing this exercise again, but I don't know. Like sometimes I have symptoms or you know, you just feel different. Here are some tips I have for that. So when in doubt with your rehab or your different movements and stuff like that, I'm going to tell you to exhale through that full range of motion. If you're confused, if you cannot really figure out like, am I making my diastasis worse? Am I aggravating my prolapse symptoms? A really easy way to help manage symptoms for that for a lot of people is less thinking about like, oh God, do I need to do a Kegel and like really squeeze my pelvic floor? Or do I uh, like, what do I really need to do for that? Just exhale. If you're bending down to pick up your baby, just exhale, exhale on your way down, exhale on your way up. And look, you don't have to be crazy and like so slow and so meticulous, but if you're trying to be intentional with some of those things or your squat or your kettlebell deadlift, if you're confused, you want to exhale on the hard part of the movement or when you are, or through the entire range of motion. Okay. That can help for some people. Another thing is trying to like, let go of the tension that you're carrying. A lot of symptoms can be created or aggravated when we're holding a lot of tension in our bodies. So tension can be in your jaw or holding like you're squeezing your butt or holding like a ongoing kegel or sucking in your stomach. That's what I see with a lot of my athletes. And that's definitely one for me is um, we are just so conditioned to sucking in our stomach. We've been doing it since we were like 10 years old. And so being able to like, okay, you know, like relax, let it go. Okay. Let it go some more. Like I'm trying, literally trying to do that right now um, where we just let go of the tension that we naturally carry. And oftentimes we're going into our exercise or whatever it is with a lot of tension. And then we're trying to create even more tension with the exercise. That's when symptoms can get aggravated. So just kind of checking yourself, having that a little bit more of like body awareness can, can really make a huge difference and how you're feeling and that you can adjust your tension by just kind of resetting, letting go, changing your position, all of those things help. It can be really easy to overcomplicate some of that stuff. So I think 
if we can just talk about like making a quick change to how you're breathing, if you're not like, just don't hold your breath all the time for every single thing. Um, and like, let go of some of the tension. A lot of the times that's what athletes really need because my athletes, we don't breathe and we like hold all the tension. So again, we're friends, we're peers. I feel like that's what you probably need to hear. And this is not a one size fits all, but that's a, there's a huge majority of you who those two things can make a really big difference for how your body feels and it's going to feel different. And that's something to take note of. Okay. When you are thinking about your program design, because here's the most fast question that I get. So what I get asked a lot about is, hey, Brie, when can I do this again? When can I run again? When can I lift heavy? When can I um, start double unders again? When can I do blah, 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 whatever it might be. When can I do that again? My answer to that is I do not know. I do not know when you can do that because readiness, athletic readiness and symptom readiness is different for every single person. But here are some themes that can allow you to understand what readiness looks like for you. Is getting that pelvic floor physical therapist on your team, having a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach can also help guide this. Like this is literally what we do. And so if you feel like you want just like, I'm kind of somebody who's like, you know, if I, I want, I want to hire someone to tell me what to do or like to do the thing for me, but no one can do this for you. So you need to do the work, but you can look at it this way. You put in your time for your rehab. You're strategic about that. That has to be your baseline. That absolutely has to be the baseline for doing the thing that it is that you want to do. Run, CrossFit, power lift, compete in triathlons, do a certain yoga pose, dance. I don't know what it is you want to do, but you, all of us have a very similar groundwork that needs to happen. That's done through core and pelvic floor rehab. And then this part gets skipped all the time. Then it's going into general fitness. Okay. So general fitness is just rebuilding your engine, rebuilding your capacity, rebuilding your, your range of motion. It's similar, I would say to like a bodybuilding style of training where like you're getting strong again, you're working out in a way that isn't like super challenging. Like there's not a ton of intensity, but you're starting to put a focus onto moving your body to just conditioning and strength basics. And then you move into more intentional strength. So maybe that's following a strength training program where you are adding load over time. Or if you were using the 20 pound kettlebell for the last couple months, maybe now you're going to use the 35 pound kettlebell. How does that feel? So you're getting stronger there, or you're gradually increasing load on the barbell. And you're going to say, well, okay, so for how long? Like, so like how long is each season? I don't know. That literally depends on you and what kind of feedback your body is giving you. Do you have symptoms? And you might need to spend a lot more time in one phase than the other. You might kind of combine those phases. All of that is so individual and you have to be able to trust that essentially you're not jumping back into things. You are earning them over time. And that timeline is very different for all of us. But for the most part, postpartum performance is closer to a year. Okay, just to give you a little bit of context, because I know that we do truly like absolutes. Um, but when if I'm talking to somebody about when are they competing again, what are they doing? And yes, I have had, I've coached very high level athletes who had very different timelines, a lot tighter timelines, because literally because their job depends on it. Okay. 
But for most of us, fairly recreational people that like to, you know, work out and be fit and push boundaries within ourselves, know that that's going to, that usually happens around that year mark where you're like, okay, like I understand my body more. I have my symptoms a bit more managed and under control. And I've put in the work and the time, like it's under my belt. And now I can like push some boundaries more, whether it's in a competition or it's just doing something a little bit um, of a higher demand, higher, like longer, faster, heavier, all of that stuff, things that are more performance and pushing your own boundaries related. So just know guys, you're playing the long game and the long game is will, will actually be the fastest road to you doing the things that you want to do. So to clarify that point, it's rehab, it's a general fitness, to strength focus, to then getting into a season of performance. And then you guys, you can repeat and phase them in and out of each other too. So it's not like this regimented thing, it's regimented process that's very, very fluid. Moving into the order of operations for exercise readiness and selection. So typically speaking, similar to the last point, you know, you want to put a focus on your rehab movements and your compound movements. So that would be like a squat and a deadlift, maybe some accessory movements. There's a focus there before you jump straight into Olympic lifting or running or something with a lot of um, super dynamic, a lot of plyometrics. Okay. You need to have an established base and this is exercise science 101, you guys, but we don't just usually throw a totally deconditioned person into a snatch, right? Like we just don't, but you can build them into that. They need to know how to squat first. They should know basic form. They should understand the movement. They should be able to then do it with a light weight and then go into like, it, you know, like there is a very set progression for that. And with postpartum, keep in mind that even though you might know how to do these, you might know how to do muscle up, you might know how to do a snatch, you might be an incredible runner. There's still a progression to get your body at a physiological level at the place where it can respond to that kind of like high neuromuscular, very dynamic demand, right? Because that is, those are harder, more technical moves. The more you have to think and the more you have to react, the better off you're be, you are being a little bit further postpartum where you have that foundation under you, where your general fitness is pretty good, your strength is pretty good, and now you're getting into the technical stuff again. And you're like, I just want to do some muscle-ups. Cool. Train to those muscle-ups. Get really good at pull-ups. Get your core a little bit stronger. Get stronger across the board, okay? Because what you don't need is an injury when you're also trying to take care of a baby. That sucks. It just does. No one needs an extra thing to have to deal with. Insert literally any other movement there. Just the higher impact, the higher demand, the more technical, just the overall harder, the further out postpartum typically you are when it comes to your program design. Okay, last one. Intention now for intensity later. It builds off of the last point that we had. I am not saying that this is this super long process. It really is about laying that groundwork of intention in the early weeks postpartum, in your early months postpartum, and then knowing that you're going to be in the messy middle for a while, and that then you're going to make progress and start to feel really good. 
But again, we're in this postpartum technically is forever. And we are advocating here for a lifetime of athleticism, not just this, this short season, but let's have this short season support the lifetime. And so what we do and the patience we have to express is so important. It is so important. And it, it's really are doing your best to preserve your body in ways that will support your motherhood, your athleticism, your abs, your vagina. And while we are all on different paths and stories and journeys associated with what our body has been through, what our brain is going through, what our motherhood experience is like, we all have our own story and our own journey, our own path. I want exercise to complement all of those journeys and all of those paths so that, that you have the resources and support that you need to have exercise stay with you and be with you through these seasons, even if it looks different, even if it's not exactly what you want to be doing, but I still want it to be there. And if it has to pause for a little bit, that's okay too, because it will come back and you will be doing the things that you want to do, even if it looks different. For some of you, you might be doing things better than you've ever done them in your life because you've really set such a solid movement and strength foundation. You're core and pelvic floor are in such a better state because you have so much more education and awareness now. So many people end up making a lot of progress because of the time and attention that they finally allowed their body to have. And it took literally having a baby come out of you to do that. There's so much help and so much support. I have spent a little, God, like the last six years trying to make sure that this conversation and this information is accessible. Because I don't know about you guys, but like my mom wasn't throwing around a barbell or running a million miles a week when I was a baby or when I was a kid at any point, actually. She wasn't a fit pregnant mom or whatever. Like that stuff didn't exist 30 something years ago, but it does now. We are one of the very first generations of women that are highly encouraged to train during pregnancy. And highly encouraged to be a fit mom, right? And how we do that really matters. And why we do that really matters too. The goal is to do something for ourselves and to also be an active participant in raising our kids to also be and have an active lifestyle with our family, right? I think that's for the majority our goal. Most of us are not professional athletes. They have, they have slightly different goals and priorities, but most of us just want to be healthy to the best of our ability. We have nothing to prove to ourselves or others. We are certainly in a season of different. If you're listening to this episode, it's likely because you are in the trenches. And I want you to be able to trust yourself and trust your body and trust in time. And that is the hardest part because so many of us just want to control, 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 push a boundary, control, because we're so used to doing that. But right now, one of the best things that was ever said to me, and I was so pissed off when someone and he said it was I was told to like basically go home and learn how to be a mom because you will always have the gym. When I was feeling really pressed to like get back and I was like, Yeah, I just really miss it. I just really want to do this. And he was like, Yeah, but like you just go home and learn to be a mama and the gym will always be here. And he just said it so nonchalantly. And I was like, wait, that sounds mean, but it wasn't mean. He's right, but like I want to be pissed, but there's truth to that. And 
things might look different, but different isn't bad. Different is better. And again, everything that lies ahead, everything that's, there's no going back. It's only going forward. There's only going forward. And I really believe that you have to trust yourself every single day to advocate for what you need, to get the support that you need, to do the movement and exercise that you need so that you are pursuing that lifetime of athleticism and you have trust in your body. It's when you lose trust in your body that you start to spiral and feel so shitty. And I don't want you to have that because you, no matter what you're managing, you can figure out a way to trust your body and find what you need to do right now on behalf of your long-term. So thank you for listening to this episode. If it resonated, please, please, please send it to somebody who needs it. That's what I ask. Like this whole pregnancy and postpartum athleticism has grown organically because people like you have heard an episode have read a blog I wrote a million years ago, pass it on, follow me on social media, and you share it with people that need to hear it because we are all so much more alike than we are different. And there used to not be a resource for this stuff. And I try to talk about that a lot. Like this did not exist. This information for female athletes, for preg- there was no pregnant athlete. There was no postpartum athlete vibe or culture or community. There just wasn't. We made that. I worked my ass off to make that so that you don't feel alone or that no one gets you, no one gets what you want to do or what you feel about your body or what your brain is going through and navigating athlete brain on top of motherhood. I get it. And I want you to have the support that you need. So thank you for being here. Thank you for passing it on to those who also need that information. And I will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you are a postpartum athlete and you're really trying to figure out what next, what does my return to fitness look like? What do I do about my core, my pelvic floor? How do I get back into the movements I want to do in a way that I feel really confident about? I have you covered because I know exactly what it's like to be where you are as a coach, as an athlete, and as a mom. So I want you to download six exercises for the first six weeks postpartum. It's a free resource and it just goes over everything that I think is really important to take into consideration during those early weeks postpartum. Now, if you're ready to begin more of an exercise program, say you've been cleared by your doctor or midwife, I have a eight week postpartum athlete training program, which acts as the perfect entry back into fitness, into the gym, into the kind of movement that you want to do where it's still respecting the changes your body has gone through and how your baby was delivered, but it really helps connect your rehab into the kind of fitness that you want to do in a way that's relatable and fun and exactly what your body needs right now on behalf of your long-term function and performance.